morning, Sun Valley Church, and welcome back to The Voice of the Valley. I am your host, Jeremy Pinch, and with me today, I have Pastor Rick Whitmer. And the last couple of weeks, we've been going through the church calendar, uh, things like Lent and Good Friday and Easter, and what they mean for us as Christians and, and the hope that we have uh, in Christ and celebrating those events. Uh, but today, we're going to be talking about... Um, what we teach at Sun Valley, and actually we're going to spend the next five five weeks uh, going through this specific topic, um, and this is not really well received among many evangelicals today, and of course we're going to be talking about Calvinism, and uh, uh, the topic... Wait, what? <laughs> that is not... <laughs> That's not what you signed up for. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, Calvinism. It's true. It's true. We will be talking about uh, uh, the doctrines of grace and going through each specific doctrine that makes up um, Calvinism. Uh, today, we're talking about total depravity. I love it. And yeah. and you did get the bulletproofing done on this room, right? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. of <laughs> yeah. the doctrines of grace as a topic do not garner favor among many. But then uh, if you just want to start off with a hoot, just go with total depravity. <laughs> and of course, since it is the first t- part of Tulip, you have to start there. But sure. yeah, no, this is great. Yeah. So no, yeah. actually it'll be, um, I think, getting into what this doctrine actually is. Yeah. Um, lays a great foundation for how great the gospel oh, yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. It makes the gospel so sweet. Especially, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into this here here soon, but you know, looking at Ephesians two when Paul writes, You were dead in your trespasses and sins, but God made you alive. Yes. Like that is that's the the essence of the gospel. The true Walking Dead passage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's get into it, Rick. Um, the doctrines of grace, uh, also most commonly known as Calvinism. Where did uh, where did this stem from? Where did it come from? Um, yeah. That's a that's a perfect foundational question because it really hits at one of the things that's most widely misunderstood about. Um, Reformed theology, which is the misunderstanding that it started um, in the 16th century with John Calvin. Uh, It didn't. Um, We've been pretty plain at Sun Valley Church that that the doctrines of grace that we affirm as central to what we believe about the gospel um, did not originate with a theologian. Um, They did not, uh, you know, they aren't part of the old annals of church history. They are part of who God is and what he's done to save sinners. And so they're going back to Genesis. Mm. Um, They're going back to what God um, did before creation in Christ. These are simply the truths of how God's grace is given to us through our Savior. And so we think, you know, Moses taught the doctrines of grace. Jesus taught the doctrines of grace. He 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 affected our salvation by dying for us, which is what the doctrines of grace affirm. Hmm. Um, Paul wrote about them, and then um, they've been handed down because the doctrines of grace, while while they didn't become uh, put together in a doctrinal system the way that we know them, um, 
until the 1600s. Um, these truths are evident and plainly taught all throughout Scripture. Mm-hmm. And so in that sense, where did they begin? Well, they began with God. Mm-hmm. But as we understand them today and, and call them Calvinism, um, John Calvin, uh, one of the most prolific theologians in church history, hands down, um, wrote his systematic theology, the Institutes of the Christian Religion. Um, Originally, it started as just a a small book, a handful of chapters that were written to the King of France, um, actually as an apologetic for why Protestants should not be persecuted. This is what we believe. Um, You should not be persecuting us over these things. And then over time, that book grew into the the massive volume that it is today. Um, And he did not refer to these doctrines as tulip. Um, that or, actually, or Calvinism. Or Calvinism. For that he, did, he, did, he was not self-promoting. <laughs> uh, right. And, you know, as Martin Luther really started to wrestle through what is the gospel, and the, the Protestant Reformation was sparked, um, John Calvin, who came a little while after Luther, really started to put these things down. And the impact of that theology rippled and became identified with the Reformation. And especially in the Netherlands, um, there was such a, a hard line on Calvinism, what we, what we refer to as Calvinism, that um, uh, a professor named Jacob Arminius, um, who himself was a hardline Calvinist, Hmm. Uh, until a, a debate in which he thought his opponent articulated his position better. That's when he started to disavow what we call the doctrines of grace. Hmm. And uh, it was his followers shortly after his death who published a document called the Remonstrance, which put forth the five points of Arminianism. And it caused quite a stir and controversy in the Netherlands until... In, uh, in 1618 and 1619, the Synod of Dort, uh, an official synod, was called in order to meet about these things. And it was in that context, in 1619, that the, um, that the canons of Dort were published and the five points of Arminianism were condemned. Hmm. Uh, and for anybody who's curious, uh, if you just go look at the uh, the five points of Arminianism, you'll be able to find them with a quick Google search. Um, you'll be able to look at the synods of Dort, or, or the synod of Dort and the canons of Dort and find mm-hmm. those as well. But it was the canons of Dort that laid out the five points of Calvinism that we know today. Hmm. But again, we, we think the theology clearly goes back to Scripture. And so, hmm. but there's a really brief history of... Yeah why we're talking about it the way that we're talking about it now. Yeah. So at the, the Synod of Dort, uh, with the Canons of Dort, they, they came up with this acronym known as TULIP. Is that correct? Um, you know, I'm, I don't know if they actually came up with the acronym, but the doctrines were laid out as okay. the five points. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the easiest ways to, uh, remember, uh, the doctrines of grace is is through this acronym known as TULIP. Yeah. And where we get total depravity, unconditional election, um, limited atonement, irresistible grace, and perseverance of the saints. Yes. Am I five for five? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just, just making sure. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. You. Uh, yeah, so you just gave us a brief history, but why um, going off this doctrines of grace, why is it so unpopular um 
among many Christians, um, not even today, but I mean throughout church history, there's there's been this uh, kind of combative nature against against the doctrines of grace or, or Calvinism. Right. Uh, you know, there's a couple different ways to approach that question, but really, I think maybe the most helpful way to think about it is to ask, what is the foundation on which all of the doctrines of grace come to us? And really at the root of it, it has to do with who God is as sovereign Lord of all things. Mm. Um, we understand God's sovereignty to be so foundational um, that that we cannot deny it in any way, shape, or form, because Scripture makes plain that, that God you know, Psalm 115, verse 3, our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Um, nobody resists the will of God. Um, we have a sovereign Lord over all creation. Um, nothing is outside of his control. And because of that truth, the doctrines of grace are necessary. Um, but the first thing to go when we acknowledge that is the fact that we are not sovereign. And right. speaking about total depravity in particular, if there's one thing we love to be in our lives, and as as much as we can in other people's lives, yeah. <laughs> it is it is sovereign. Right. Um, I'm constantly reminding my children that they are not the boss of their brother and sisters. They are not the boss of anybody. Right. Right. <laughs> and so they need to stop acting like it. Yeah. Nothing is more natural to us than to be the sovereigns of our own universes. Mm -hmm. And that gets right at the heart of one of the things that's wrong with us. Mm. So that's the thing that the doctrines of grace chafe against. It's our own ability to come to God. Mm -hmm. Um, It's our own contribution to our salvation. Uh, It really undercuts us in this process. And that is hard to swallow. Um, in our natural tendencies. So when talking about total depravity, this particular um, doctrine, uh, what, what do we mean when we talk or say rather uh, total depravity and what do we not mean? Right. What do we mean and what do we not mean when we say totally depraved. Yeah. And so the terminology itself isn't particularly helpful (laughs) to clarifying this doctrine, and it actually gets in the way for a lot of people, which is why I almost never refer to this doctrine as total depravity. Mm. I much more prefer um, the term radical depravity, Mm. Um, and I did not come up with that. That's that's just a, a helpful way of recognizing that when we're talking about this doctrine, we are not saying, because Scripture is not saying, that everybody is going around doing as much evil as they possibly can Hmm. in every single way that they can. Right. Proof is the fact that neither of us sitting at this table have murdered our parents. Right. Correct? Right. Good. (laughs) (laughs) This is not an admission on tape here. (laughs) But we could, I mean, some people do, Yeah. right? I haven't. And it's not because I am a better person than the guy who did. 
it's because God's restraining grace on me has kept me from all the evils that I could commit and are in my nature to commit. Right. So total depravity is not saying that we are all totally doing as much evil as we can. Yeah. Um, what it is saying is that we are profoundly wrong in our thinking, in our feeling, in the things we desire, in the things we do, in our speech. If you come up with an aspect of who we are as human beings, then you will find that in every one of those aspects, sin has had a profound, uh, just shattering effect on us. Things are not with us the way they were meant to be. And that is a direct result of what happened in the Garden of Eden. And now every part of us is... Um, is depraved and in major deficit before a perfect and a holy God who has called us to be righteous and Mm. holy just as he is holy. So we are profoundly affected by sin and no part of us, including our bodies, um, we get sick and die. No part of us is left unaffected by sin. Hmm. Hmm. So thinking about the gospel, I mean, when we're trying to... uh, point somebody to Christ. Why is it why is it important that we bring up this idea of being totally depraved or radically depraved? Yeah. Um one of the greatest challenges in the United States um in our affluence and in the fact of how much technology and um <laughs> the living on the flip side of the industrial revolution has really put us in a pretty good place day to day is it's it's hard to get people to see and sometimes to get ourselves to feel our need we are we are um, a prosperous people Hmm. and when we have the technology in place to make life easier and so the 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 natural hardships of life that might draw out just who we really are um, you know are not there uh, it's easy to forget that things are actually not very well off with us. Um, And so the doctrine of total depravity sets the stage for why we need the Savior we need. Mm. Um, Because there's nothing more natural to the religion of man, and and by that I mean any religion other than biblical Christianity that that is an invention of man, um, really puts forth a way to work for salvation. Prayers we pray alms we give, things we do in order to be acceptable before whatever God it is we're trying to have salvation from. But biblical Christianity starts from a place of, of total inability. Uh, you know, in my devotions this morning, um, I just happened to be uh, in Psalm 14, which is the psalm that Paul in Romans 3 goes back to and begins to quote in order to make this case that we are all of us radically depraved yeah. and unable to come to God. He says, the, the psalmist says, um, the Lord looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. They have all turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is none who does good, not even one. Have they no knowledge, all the evildoers? This is a this is a bleak picture. Mm-hmm. Um, as we are born sinners, it is in our nature not to seek God. Even the good things that we do that benefit other people 
our motives are corrupt. Apart from faith in Christ, as it says in Hebrews, no one can please God. And so even the very best things we do are, like Isaiah says, filthy rags in the sight of a righteous holy God who is himself the perfect standard. Um, And this is the situation in which every one of us finds ourselves. This is the reason that Jesus Christ was sent as the righteous one to save depraved sinners Mm. and bring them to himself. Because if God didn't do that first, what's left? I mean, he says right there, there are none who seek after God. So without God's divine sovereign intervention into our condition, God would just be leaving us to ourselves. And every single time that would mean, leave me alone on my path to hell because I'm quite content doing whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, because we are the way that we are and we we want to be sovereign over every situation and we want to control our lives. I mean that's that's a kick to the stomach. That's a that's a, you know, that's a life-altering, life-changing thought. Oh yeah. That I am actually crazy sinful. <laughs> like at the core of my being. Yeah. Because Nothing is going to, you know, in the past hundred and, and you know twenty years since uh, Sigmund Freud was doing his thing, yeah, um, and then psychology has just proliferated with all these theories about who we are and how we operate. <laughs> Central to these personality theories is that man is basically good. Yeah. Now that is the predominant philosophy of um, of, of modernism. Um, it is, it is the, one of the creeds of American religion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we could see that seeping into the church, right? Yeah. We can see how that's, that's affecting how the church is operating. Oh yeah. When we're dealing with sin. Yeah. And so to, to come out and say, no, okay, let's get back to the foundation. Um, we, all of us are awful. Yeah. Everybody who just got their trophy just for showing up and doing nothing is sitting here going, hold on, I have a trophy that says otherwise. Who are you to tell me that I should feel bad about who I am? That's not, I don't like that at all. Yeah. Go sit in the corner. (laughs) I was trying to, I was uh, trying to explain the gospel to one of my soccer players a couple days ago, and I was was fumbling through (laughs) my gospel presentation, and you know, and presenting this idea that the world is incredibly broken. And and this kid says, well, yeah, that's, it's obvious. I, I see that. But it's trying to get him to realize that it starts with him and it starts with me. Like in, in order for the world to be fixed, we need an outside source to do that fixing because of who we are by nature. And, uh, right. That's such a difficult thing to, to, to present to somebody is, is this idea that you are, you are desperately broken and lost and you, you need a savior. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's as much chance of us fixing ourselves as there is uh, a broken car realizing that it needs a mechanic driving itself to the shop yeah. and doing the repairs. Yeah. All without the mechanic. Yeah. No, that car is not going anywhere. Right. Like someone else has to come and take it there, do the work, yeah. get it ready. That's radical depravity yeah. with us. Hmm. 
we would never, you know, that verse you brought up earlier um, in Ephesians 2 really puts it in perspective. We are dead in our trespasses and sins. Yeah. And so the, the next um, reasonable question is, um, what all do dead people do? And to ask the question is to answer it. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And so the rest of the doctrines of grace are, are necessary if salvation is going to happen to people like us. Yeah. God has to do the work. And that's the beauty of, um, of radical depravity yeah. is it shows us how great our Savior is, that he would come to people even like us with his love. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the doctrines of grace can be offensive, but when we see it in, in that light of this is who we were, but this is what God does for us through Christ. I mean, that is such a sweet truth and reality and it gives him, him, him the glory because I didn't do anything. See, that it, that is one of the greatest consequences of the doctrines of grace and one of the greatest apologetics for them being true yeah. is it brings God the maximal glory. Yeah. No other view of salvation um, is going to glorify God so much as declaring that he and he alone does the work for our salvation, yeah. uh, even granting us faith. And since that is what God is about bringing glory to himself as is proper. Um, the doctrines of grace are true. Yeah. And that's why scripture teaches them. <laughs> well, friends, I'm going to leave you with this text from first John four. Uh, it says this, and this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. What a great reminder of who we are in Christ and because God loved us and sent his son for us to die for us even when we were dead in our trespasses and sins. Friends, we hope that this has been helpful for you as you uh, go about your week, as you think upon these things, as you reflect on the gospel, and as you uh, seek to minister that gospel uh, to your friends and family. Uh, we look forward to being with you on Sunday and next week on The Voice of the Valley. Have a great day.